Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini. This was not planned, but for the second day in a row, I am in conversation with a fellow native Ohioan. Yesterday, if you heard my interview with Paradise Square's A.J. Shively, you know that he and I both grew up in central Ohio. And for today's episode, I'm in conversation with John Riddle, who I did not know until we started talking was from the Cleveland area. As you will hear in the interview, we started just chatting and it came up casually before we were even really starting the interview proper. So it's kind of an untraditional opening to this episode. But while we do talk about obviously a lot of the normal things that I talk about folks with, obviously he's currently playing Raoul Vicom de Chani in Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. We talk about that coming back to the show after the pandemic, the similarities and differences with originating the role of Hans of the Southern Isle and Frozen and on Broadway, but we also talk about the fact that when he's in Raul's old age makeup, he kind of reminds me of Will Forte. We discuss the fact that maybe his dream role might be to play Elphaba at some point. So you'll hear all of that and more in this episode. And if you want more of John Riddle, of course, I will have a link to where you can purchase tickets to see the Phantom of the Opera and all of his social media information in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with fellow Ohioan, John Riddle. I was just asking, are you in New York? Uh, I'm actually in Orlando, but I was up in, I'm up in New York about every month and a half, so for work purposes. But I saw the show two weeks ago. Um, awesome. So, so yeah, so that was all kind of part of the, the plan for this. So. I'm jealous that you're in the sunshine. Oh my gosh, it's 78 degrees right now. It's fantastic. Yeah. Th- that's why I live here. I'm from the Midwest originally. So, where are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, just the suburbs of Columbus, Ohio. Oh, I'm from suburbs of Cleveland. Oh, really? Where at? Uh, Vermilion. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm born and raised in Ohio. My parents were born and raised in Ohio. Um, I'm from, I graduated from Pickerington and then I went, I graduated from Ohio State. Um, yeah. So, I'm a, I'm a lifelong Buckeye until post-college, and then I've migrated further and further south ever since. I did the same thing. I went to I went to University of Cincinnati. Yep, you're a Bearcat. I'm a Buckeye. That's good. We got that. Um, very good. Well, let's let's dive into the New York of it all. You've been in New York for for how long then? Do you know what? On um, uh, in like four days, I'll be celebrating my tenth anniversary in New York. I moved here from Cincinnati um, 10 years ago, which I can't believe. That's a, that's a huge milestone. Does it feel like 10 years? It honestly feel, I still feel like I'm, um, let's see, I moved here when I was 20, like 22. I still feel like I'm 22. I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. I still feel like, uh, (laughs) I still feel like a kid. Um, no, I'm, I kind of, I'm kind of half serious, but yeah, it, it feels, I don't know, time sort of, time sort of flies and it feels like, um, it sort of feels like all a dream kind of in the last 10 years. Yeah. I, and I would imagine the last couple years have been, um, even more hard to kind of process and like, does that count? Is it still, obviously it's still two years in the 10 year time span, but like it was kind of a lost, uh, two years for a lot of people, especially, um, someone who's in the, you know, in the theater world who didn't get to do what you do. What did you spend most of the time in New York? How did you deal with pandemic living over the yeah. past two years? 
Do you know what? I was sort of one of those um, stubborn New Yorkers where I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait this out. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. Um, you know, the New Yorkers love to say that little phrase, New York or nowhere. I think that's how it goes. And I kind of, I kind of felt that like sort of wanted to like tough it out, you know, and, and we did. And I'm glad I did because I sort of watched the, watched the city. It became a whole nother city with sort of this mass exodus of tourism and even a lot of New Yorkers that left the city. And, um, I don't know. I had an interesting experience because I also had a lot of, I also made a lot of art that I wouldn't have made mm-hmm. otherwise if I had been working on Broadway. And I had a lot of experiences that I wouldn't have had if I had continued to work in the theater. So I was one of the lucky ones. Um, and I, I sort of made it work and made a, I, I sort of, um, challenged myself to make it work as we all did. So I'm going to, I'm going to count those two years <laughs> towards the total 10 that I, that I stuck it out. Yeah. And you mentioned the fact that you're one of the the lucky ones you were had, I think had only been in phantom for a little bit before the pandemic happened. And then you were able to come back two years later. And I want to get into the whole phantom experience, but remind me of the timeline for when you had joined the show before everything shut down. Yeah. So I had joined the show in September um, of, of, what was that? That would have been 2019. And mm-hmm. so I was about six months, six months into my run. And, um, it was March 13th that we had our last, our last show at Phantom. It was a, it was a matinee. We have a weird, we have sort of a unique Broadway schedule mm-hmm. where we have a Thursday matinee. And so we were in the middle of a Thursday matinee and, um, uh, the city announced that they were going to going to shut down the city at five o'clock that night, including all the Broadway shows. I have a, I have a TV in my dressing room that I just happened to have on that afternoon. So we were watching all the news come in and, and, um, I met my friend who was doing a a workshop of a new musical and we, we said, Hey, you want to take the train home together? And we sort of just sat in silence on the train that evening and, and went home. And I, for me, I I was excited because they, they told us, Oh, we're going to be off for two weeks. And I thought, oh, this is great. This is a nice little, you know, a nice little break. Because, you know, we do eight shows a week on Broadway. We work work six of the seven days of the week. Yeah. And so it's a it's a bit of a grueling schedule. So to be honest, I was like, great, I have I have two weeks off. Well, of course, that two weeks turned off. Two weeks turned into, you know, almost two years, which that was way too long a break. I didn't need all that. But no. Well, and what was it when you finally did get the announcement and the confirmation that the show was coming back? I think you guys returned in in mid-ish October of last year. You would said you'd been doing all of these different things and creating other types of art during the, you know, the break. Was your intention always to return to the show or did you have any contemplation about maybe continuing down some of the paths that you'd been exploring over the past year and a half? Well, you never know with, um, you know, we, we didn't know show business is a, is a tricky thing. So you, you never know, um, uh, you never know what's going to happen. So I kind of, you know, for one thing and it worst case scenario, there's a world where phantom may not have opened back up on Broadway. I didn't really sure. think that was a possibility, but, um, cause it's, you know, phantoms really, really one of the Titans of, of yeah. Broadway, but you never know, like in, 
we all, I sort of, um, I sort of resign myself to be prepared to not go back. And if, if I did go back, then that would be great. But I, I say I'm one of the lucky ones because I did kind of have this thing that maybe was going to be there. I had, I had this show that I could maybe go back to. And, but also I was prepared for if it didn't come back or, or, you know, show business being show business, they bring somebody else in or I was prepared for that too. And I would have been, I would have been okay with that as well. So, um, I don't know. I just sort of, I sort of lived in this gray area during the pandemic of we'll see what happens because <clears throat> I think all of us tried to, we had to sort of live in that unknown because nothing was known. And so I tried to get, um, I practiced, I wasn't always very good at it, but being comfortable with the, we'll see kind of, and, and what can I do right now to, to, to get through and, and be present. I mean, that's something that I think a lot of actors and performers try to focus on with or without a pandemic. I mean, the, the life that you all lead is yeah. so difficult to, to kind of navigate when you don't really have a ton of control over a lot of the things that impact your life, both personally and professionally. But you did have um, the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you did have the opportunity to come back uh, to Phantom. And I'm interested here because obviously the last time folks saw you on Broadway was in Frozen. And I'm kind of interested how those two things compare in this one aspect in Frozen you were originating the role on Broadway but it was obviously a role that a lot of people knew from the animated film in Frozen oh. you're coming into a show that has been running for a very long time and people have expectations in a very different way as to what the role of Raul is did you find kind of going between those, you know, two different experiences that there was some similarities or maybe some differences about how you approached an iconic role. Um, one, because the content's different, but also because the expectations as to who that character is might be different. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. Um, cause when you're, when you're creating a role, you know, it's sort of every actor's dream. So you kind of like, I don't know, I try to relish in that as much as I can, but, um, when you're creating something, it's, it's this sort of, um, there are no rules really frozen, I guess was a little bit different because there was sure. an animated, an animated feature that, um, that it was kind of based on, but I tried my best to sort of put that aside and just, um, cause there's a, obviously a huge difference between a, a drawing and <laughs> a live, <laughs> a live, um, entity. So, um, so, so let's see. Yeah. Creating something is, um, has its own, its own challenges as well, because, because there isn't such a structure, but, and, and you get to make, you get to make that, which I think is really cool, but going into a show like Phantom, um, the, the structure is already there. I, I kind of always tell people it's sort of like, when you go into a, a show that already exists, it's sort of like they hand you over the coloring book and then your job is to come in with all your colored pencils and sort of shade everything in. All the lines are there, but you have to put all of your colors on it. And so, I love that. Um, so you kind of, um, I, you know, the, so I guess similarly to creating something, you have to honor what's there um, you know, whether it's, it's frozen and people have an expectation of what 
what it was in the movie. Um, you kind of honor it, but then you have to kind of get on with it because at the end of the day, you're the one on stage. You're the one that people are watching. You're the breathing, living thing on stage. And there's no, I, I don't find really any value value in trying to recreate what somebody else did or, um, or trying to, trying to make something because people are expecting you to do that. It's, um, doing what you, doing what you have to do and then making it, making it yours. And that's the fun part about being an actor, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it sounds like with Phantom, it sounds like they are giving you those lines, but they are, it sounds like you're giving you the opportunity to color those things in, which is, I'm sure, a difficult thing to do with a show that's been on Broadway yeah. since 1988, which is yeah. uh, a crazy amount of time. But it's interesting because not only were you in the show at this historic time when Broadway shut down, you came back with it. You think for sure that's been on Broadway for I don't know, what is it, you know, 35 years or whatever it is, um, you know, everything's, you know, there's not a lot of new things, although with running that long, you know, historical milestones come up all the time, but you've been a, been able to be a part of the show to see Emily join the cast as Christine. And that's another historic thing that has happened with this production that you've been a part of. What is, has that created a little bit extra buzz around the majestic and around uh the show in addition to kind of the excitement of broadway coming back in general as well yeah i think i think it has i think um you know we're i was just reading something that talked to it, julian moore was doing this interview about how um uh actors are reflectors of of life and about how art reflects the world that we live in and you know obviously the we had this reckoning in our in our country about who we are we with this mirror was held up to all of us and and i think for a long time broadway was reflective of of our world and our society and you know we went and learned a lot of things about ourselves during the pandemic and um and as a result broadway had also held the mirror up to itself and said, okay, we need, we have some institutionalized things that need to be fixed. This, this system like our country is, is broken. And so I think it's pretty incredible to have, um, Emily step into this show that, um, is actually, is actually reflecting what, um, the world looks like. And, uh, I know that there are now people that see themselves on stage, uh, especially in a show at Phantom where maybe people didn't see themselves on stage before. And so I think it's exciting that a show that is 34 years old can, can do that. I will say, you know, it's a little late to the game, but here we are. Um, uh, and you know, the show, the show is, it's still phantom, but, um, but it's still, it's somehow, uh, I don't know. It's still today. I just had some friends come to the show the other night and they, they said, wow, I can't believe how this holds up. Like I was obsessed with this show when I was a kid and, um, I haven't seen it in 20 years and here I am. And it's still, it's still, the magic that I remember it. And so I think that, um, there's something about phantom that, that just keeps working for people. And it's, it's cool that, that, um, as long as it, it, it continues to reflect 
um, what the world looks like, then I think it's going to maybe go for another 34 years. And not every show can say that. No, not at all. I, I first saw Phantom on Broadway in, in 1998, uh, 10 years into the run, which is still an impressive run. And I hadn't yeah. seen this version uh, until a couple of weeks ago. I did see the tour, which has the different staging, um, uh-huh. you know, five years ago or whatever. But I was incredibly impressed by how not only how tight and how sharp you all were as a company and as a production, but you're right. It does still have that magic. And a lot of that could be because of Broadway's back after being down for a year and a half. And you have the historic casting of the first black Christine Daae. I mean, that's obviously a lot of it goes into it, but having not seen the show since I was 16 years old, uh, you know, back in 1998, uh, it, it was, it was kind of magical to be able to see this, institution still feeling like it was at the top of its game. I mean, is that something that you feel as an actor coming into this show? Like, okay, there's a legacy with Phantom that we have to kind of uphold. Obviously, they give you, like you said, the coloring book and you have to work towards that. But Phantom's the longest running show in Broadway history. Is there any kind of added, not pressure, but dimension to kind of maintaining that legacy? I think um, definitely. But I think I think it's this um when i when i look at some there's nights when i'm standing in the wings and i think like holy crap like this is this is 34 years old and they um it's still like um like some of the magic stuff some of the there's there's some like really just incredible theatrical um devices that they use that that are still cool now. So I can't even imagine what it was like 34 years ago. And I, I think that it is truly all, um, I mean, theater is a, it's a team sport, but how Prince was just an absolute genius at making theater. And he came up with all of these things that, that just, um, that I think are just timeless and and just truly brilliant. If, if somebody were to study like how to make a theatrical experience uh, work in a musical staging, go watch the Phantom of the Opera because it has, it has all the things. And I think something that um, what happened with Phantom was you had this, you had Andrew's score, which just there, he just like got it right. <laughs> this is the only way I can think about it. And then he happened to pair it with um, the exact right director, Hal Prince, who who saw it in his mind and was able to put it on stage. And then and then you add to that um, Jillian Lynn's choreography, which has become this sort of this sort of like like masquerade has become this sort of iconic uh, mm-hmm. moment and in American musical theater. And then um, you have Maria's sets, which I mean, that alone, like the, her, her sets and costumes are like, it's, it's, it's some, there's nothing else like it. And there's, um, so I think, I think what happens with Phantom is all these people who are the best in the game just happened to come together on this project and made this thing that, was just explosive and um and has created this legacy that now somebody like me who 
Phantom was the first show I ever saw when I was a kid. And, um, so now I get wow. to, to breathe my life into it. It's, it's pretty cool. So yeah, it's, there's definitely a legacy to uphold and there's an immense sense of pride in the, in the company fan in the, um, phantom company that I think everybody backstage in the orchestra pit on stage, everybody has this, um, sense of responsibility to keep the integrity of the show. And I think that um, hopefully that's what audiences continue to see today. Absolutely. Uh, I have to ask because you open the show in a old age makeup and in a wheelchair. And I have to say, when I saw it, you you kind of look like an old Will Forte, so I don't know if you've ever gotten that oh before. Gosh, I love, I've never gotten that, but I love it. And I was I was reminded of that. Uh, you've got a picture of you in that makeup on your Instagram, and that's the first I thought it again because I saw it in the moment and I'd forgotten about it. And I was cruising through your Instagram, so people want to go see it. It's there, I promise, it's there. But I'm I just imagine <laughs> that for an actor like getting to do that kind of like weird little you know makeup gig at the beginning like to me that seems fun like is that a, is that a cool little uh way to start that show it's a blast it's like it's like um it, it i i like it because it is sort of this um you know actor I, when i was a kid i i used to love to i was dressing up all the time i played a lot of i thought I was the Wicked Witch of the West for a long time, <laughs> early childhood. Um, so if, to me, it's like, it's like plain dress up. It's putting a disguise on. And then at, after that, after the opening of the show, I get to shed all that and then become, you know, this, this leading, this leading man guy. And um, so, yeah, I think it's great fun to, um, to, it's it's the plain pretend part that I love, and I yeah. also love when people don't know that it's me at the beginning of the oh. show. That's great. <laughs> oh, that that is fun, yeah. Especially if they've yeah. never seen the show, that's good. Um, but I've never gotten an old Will Forte. Love that. I'm telling you, look at the pi- look at the picture on your Instagram. It looks like him from the. Uh, the show The Last Man on Earth that he did where he had a beard and everything, but you just look like yes. with the older version. I, I'm telling you, it's there. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, you'll never look at yourself in the mirror the same way again. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Emily's historic casting, if you thought you were the Wicked Witch of the West growing up, like John Riddle for Alphaba, like let's let's make that happen. If I could sing it in their key, um, <laughs> it w- I would... I would be making some phone calls. I love that. I love that. A <laughs> lifelong dream come true. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe a miscast in the future or something. Uh, there you we go. Can make that Look happen. out, Cynthia Revo. I know. Ser- <laughs> oh, seriously. Let's do that. Um, but yeah, I, right. well, I'll wrap it up here because I've already taken uh, uh, some of your time with some tech issues too. But um, like we said, this show has been around for 34 years and it is still continuing to make history. It's had had its birthday um, a, a few weeks ago. You welcomed Emily and you're you're back in full force after the, uh, the the pandemic shut down. But for you as an actor and as somebody who apparently this is the first show you saw when you were a kid, how special is it to be able to not only do any job uh, after the pandemic, but to do this show specifically, which for many people, both uh, here in the United States and internationally, especially look to Phantom as being the pillar of, of what a Broadway musical is. How, how special has this opportunity and this experience been for you as not only a part of your professional life, but your personal life as well? Yeah, I think it's, um, 
you know, it's never, I think that it's a extreme privilege to perform on Broadway. You know, there's millions of actors out there who, um, it's their dream to be on a Broadway stage. And it was, it was certainly mine. And, um, uh, somehow my dream has come true. And, uh, I just think it, it really is an immense privilege. And for me, it's, um, I think that it, when you're in a Broadway show, it's, it's sort of a, a snapshot in time. I, you know, I won't, my, my time in, in any Broadway show, but Phantom is, is sort of, it won't be my whole entire life. And so, um, I think that whatever time I am in the show, it's extremely, uh, it's sort of precious to me and it's, I, I want to always, um, give, give, live in it fully and also give myself fully to the show because I think it, um, it requires that of you, but also the audience, uh, I always think about, you know, there's days when, when you say to yourself, wow, this is, this is, feels like an uphill climb today, but there's always somebody in that audience who has flown in from, um, from, you know, Europe or Asia or wherever they've come from. Um, and to see you that day, well, or to see the show that day, and they deserve the exact same performance that, um, we gave on that first night back from the pandemic that was completely electric. But, um, it's this responsibility that you have to, to the audience and, um, also to the theater, I think, which is what, you know, we had two years off where the theater wasn't in our lives. And I think if anything, we learned for certain that theater is, um, essential because there's only, you know, there's only so many Netflix, uh, shows that you can watch before your eyes roll in the back of your head. And so, um, there's no, there's truly nothing to replace live theater. And we're seeing that now people are, our, our audiences are filled. We're even six months back, uh, into our run after the pandemic and, and we're playing sometimes to sold out houses even. And, um, so I think it's an immense, uh, responsibility that we have to the theater as a whole and phantom in particular, like you said, is such a pillar of Broadway. And, um, I think that all of us in the company of phantom have a responsibility to honor that legacy and to continue to, um, uphold the magic that has made that show last for 34 years. And it's certainly magical to me. And I, I know it's, it's so magical for tons of theater lovers out there. So, um, to be a part of that is, is extremely special. And I think it's a, it's a huge honor for me. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on your continued success with the show. Uh, nice to see a, another Ohio boy succeed. Yeah. Love that. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, like I said, the, the show is still in tip top shape and it was really a thrill to be able to see it 24 years after I first saw it on Broadway, which oh, makes cool. me feel incredibly old, but uh, still nonetheless, <laughs> oh, me too. So that's a okay. lot of fun, a lot of fun. <laughs>